Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 16, 15, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 15. My, my, my. It feels good in the house of God. We find victory here. I said we find victory here in the house of God. Because when we come together, there's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of people headed the same direction. I'm telling you, when you get in the, the house where the people of God are, there's strength together. There's strength being together. Somebody say amen to that. Do you believe anything can happen this morning? I believe you do. Turn to your neighbor, tell them anything can happen today. Come on, high five a couple people around you. Tell them anything can happen today. Come on, do it, do it. Couple people around you, unless you're uncomfortable. Y'all gonna have to help me preach now. say it's an honor to always to 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 occupy this pulpit and to to preach to you our pastor today is under the weather as you heard so please remember him in your prayers sister bounds just sent a an update recently of of our uh of one of our quiz teams that is there quizzing at nationals um they are uh guaranteed uh, guaranteed ninth place playing for fifth place right now this is in out of all of North America these Bible quiz teams are doing an amazing job and she and she just now texts me they just won that quiz so guaranteed fifth place at least which is awesome out of hundreds of teams in the nation uh, our, our Bible quiz teams always are, uh, are amazing and and I'm thankful for the Glover family and the Bounds family and Sister Bounds for all of the work that she pours in to our young people to learn the Word of God. How many know the Word of God's powerful? Amen. Amen. And so remember all of them and your prayers and, uh, and as they travel and, and, uh, and all of those things. Well, are you ready for the Word of God? Amen. I believe you are. 1 Corinthians 15 and 50. Now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot, somebody say cannot, inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth doth corruption inherit incorruption. But I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption this this corruptible decaying come on wrinkly achy full of arthritis some of you in the house body this corruptible must put on incorruption this 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 old body's got to go He's going to give us a new body. Somebody say amen to that. And this mortal must put on immortality. Time is no more. 
So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Turn to somebody, say, be steadfast. Unmovable, say unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It's not in vain. It's a fight. It's hard. It's difficult. But it's worth it. It's not in vain. I'm going to stand before him and I'm going to hear the words, death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? Come on, death is swallowed up in victory. I'm going to preach to you this morning by the help of God and by the help of you on this subject. You're expected to win. You are expected to win. Somebody shout, I'm expected to win. Father, in the name of Jesus, we feel your spirit and your authority here now. We pray, God, that people under the sound of my voice would leave here encouraged, would leave here lifted, would leave here with fresh revelation of who they are in you. We pray, O oh Lord, for your victory to be in this house today. I feel it now. We pray your victory to be in this house today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen, amen, amen. Turn to five people around you. Tell them you're expected to win. You're expected to win. I was recently this week on on a plane with the Melix and on the way to um, Arkansas to Bishop Ferris's funeral and and the family has went on and on and about the response of 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 this body here and all of those that have reached out I know they're very grateful and um, this past week we buried a, a giant of a man of a man and uh, pastor here for 20 years and uh, uh, just an amazing man of God and uh, we're thankful for the Ferris family aren't we and all that they have done I was on we were traveling there and the thought never uh, leaves me when I'm on an airplane I somehow I always my mind always goes to this simple thought I am I am 30,000 feet in the air sitting on a chair. <laughs> Does anybody else ever, ever have that, those kind of thoughts, those sobering moments when you're on an airplane? Like, if one thing goes wrong, I'm glad to be saved when I'm on an airplane. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm glad to be. <laughs> I am 30,000 feet in the air sitting in a chair. <laughs> That's comical to me. But I, I remember one time, 
I remember one time, Pastor Milik, you were on this trip too, uh, but I've called you out a lot today. I'm sorry. But um, I remember one time we were on our way to Houston and I was, this was probably, this was probably 10 years ago. And uh, we were, we were boarding the plane and, and we saw this, this um, arena, like this national arena league football team uh, come to our gate. And uh, they were professional arena league football players. I mean, these dudes were big. And, uh, you know, you look up like, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and sure enough, we, we board the plane and, and we get on and the pastor goes to his seat and Pastor Milik goes to his seat and, and I go to my seat. It's a middle seat and I sit down and, and here comes big guy number one. <laughs> sits to my right and then sure enough here here comes Goliath number two and sits on my left I am in between two professional football linemen from here to Houston I, I mean you ever seen that little scrawny I'm not little and scrawny but you ever seen that little scrawny kid in between bunched in between these I'm like just glad to be here Planes are, are, are fascinating because they have the ability to, to overcome and defy gravity. Planes are, are, are an amazing feat of, uh, of man. It, it's, it, it overcomes a, a law that the, gra the law of gravity says that everything that goes up must come down. It's pretty simple. But we also know that the law of aerodynamics, and I, I, I don't know the law, School, school's not in session, so I'll tell you in, in, in August and September about it, but, but, um, but, but the law of aerodynamics is, is it, depending on the weight and the force and the thrust of, of the vehicle, if, if you give it enough juice, it, it, it can go, it can fly. And, and what, the, what an airplane has the ability to do is not destroy the law of gravity, but it has the ability to overcome the law of gravity. A bird's the same way. As long as a bird can continue to flap its wings and go, it has the ability to overcome gravity. And we are the same way as people of God. When you are filled with the spirit of God, you have the ability to overcome sin. Sin is not destroyed when you are, when you repent of your sins and are baptized in Jesus name and filled with his spirit. Sin is not destroyed from you. Come on. When, when you got out, when, when, when you got up out of that uh, when you sat down in that chair today, you know, you, you didn't just sit down quietly. You made some noise going down. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever make noise when you go to sit down in a chair? It's, the older you get, the more noise you make, from what I understand. You just... Am I right? Am I right? When you get a... Come on, I heard some of you today. Make, some of you were screaming back there. 
just because we have the Holy Ghost doesn't mean that somehow the the the, the corruptible the Bible calls it it doesn't it doesn't just vanish and go away and and we have a new body and no pain and all of these things we still have to deal with the effects of the sin of Adam and Eve and the the effects of the sins of of this body we we still have to uh, we we still have to do those things but the Spirit of God gives us the ability to overcome sin not destroy sin but overcome sin can I stop here and say that the reason I give that I give uh, airports and and these airlines my money is because I expect them to be able to get me from point A to point B in the air in a quick manner I expect to be able to turn a 13 hour trip into a two hour trip and so that's why I give them my money and the reason God gave you his spirit or wants to give you his spirit is not so that you can just puddle by it's not so that you can just do enough to to make it oh I'm just Lord I'm just holding on for dear life please please come and please come quickly I'm, I'm losing gr- that that's not the reason he invested in you his spirit he gave you his spirit because he expects you to be able to overcome every adversity every sin every enemy that comes into your life you were designed to be able to win I'm going to tell somebody in this building right now, maybe you have come with sin in your life. Maybe you have come with the effects of your past and the effects of an addiction or the effects of a of a tattered life that has been broken by loss and, and by all of these things. Can I tell you that God has his spirit ready to give to you so that what you could not conquer Somehow, with his spirit, he gives you the ability to come. Come on, you can live above sin with God. You can overcome addiction. You can overcome fear. Come on, we can't, we can't ever as the church become comfortable with accepting things that God says not to accept. You can be delivered from depression. You can be delivered from anxiety. You can be delivered from fear. You can be delivered from the things that others say you're just going to have to walk with. You're just going to have to, no, 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 no. Not in this kingdom. I have the ability through God to overcome it, to get rid of it. Come on, it may be here for a season, but I don't have to live with it for the rest of my life. Because I have the power to overcome. That's why, that's why when we are baptized in Jesus' name, it's more than just, it's, it's, it's more than just going down in a, in, a, in a watery grave of baptism. The Bible says that we're buried with him in baptism. When you repent of your sins, it represents a death of your old self and your old way and, and your old life. You're saying, God, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, forgive me. I don't want to live this way anymore. It, it's a death of you. And baptism is a burial. 
of you. What do you do with the dead man? You bury him. That's why, that's why you can't baptize yourself. Can't, you, you, you can't baptize yourself, you're dead. Some of you are thinking, what in the world is this kind of church? I don't know if I want to go here anymore. Just hang with me here. What are you? Baptism is a burial. And so what baptism does is when you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you come back up breathing and living and walking, amen, you don't really die in there. You're not really buried in there. We dunk you and bring you right back up. But what is it? It is a visual representation that the old body that was ruled by sin has now been buried. Yes, baptism washes away sins, but it does more than that. It gives you the ability to live above sin. Come on, let me, let me, let me, let's go to Sunday school here for a minute. Eight souls in Noah's day, Noah built the ark, eight souls were saved by by water. That water did two things. It washed away the sin. And it lifted them above the sin that was, that was uh, affecting them and, 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 and having a toll on their life. It lifted them above that sin. And so when you are baptized in Jesus' name, yes, you can still, still sin. Yes, you can still mess up and make mistakes. But the Bible says that when you are buried with him in baptism, you now have the ability to live above sin. You don't have to be a slave to it anymore. You don't have to be addicted to it anymore. You don't have to deal with that fear anymore. Why? Because I've been lifted. I've been lifted up to a different place, to a different plane. I, it does not have control over me. I have control over it. Do you know who you are today? God designed you to win. I don't care if it's your first, fifth, or 250th time here. You were formed and designed to be able to win. He didn't go to a cross and die and write the, write the back of this book and say that my people are just going to survive. No, no, no. He wrote this. He died. He bled. He did all of these things so that you could come out of where you're living, so that you could come out of the chaos. You could come out of the struggle. You could come out of the bondage. You are expected to be able to come out and to win. There is a God in this room today that wants you, that wants to help you come out of the bondage that you are dealing with and you are struggling with. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, how to do that, preacher. Well, let me tell you, you're one prayer away from the rest of your life changing. One, I need you, God, from the rest of your life being different. One, forgive me, Lord, for the sins that I have committed. You're one prayer away from the rest of your life being totally different. Come on, who would, who would believe with me today and say that when I experienced the Lord, when he reached down into this old man, when he reached down into this tattered life, God did something for me that no man could do, 
no pill could do, no doctor could do. God did something that nobody else could do. You are designed to win. Can I tell some people in the house today that you are expected to win? Every battle that David fought, he won. Every single battle that he determined in himself to go and fight, one after the other. The Bible says, and the Lord gave them the victory and God gave them the city. He gave him this place. He, he, put his, he put the Philistines in his hand. Every battle that David fought, he won. And every battle as a child of God that you fight or you face, you are expected to win. You are. You're expected to win. The only battle that David did not win is the battle that he decided to not fight in. 2 Samuel 11. Came, came to pass the time of the season for kings to go out to battle and instead of David fighting what was before him, David said, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to stay home. I'm not going to fight. I've won, I've won a lot of victories. I, I, I'm going to stay home. And here a man is with all, all, all of the victories in his pockets. And, and this man decides to stay home and not fight. And sure enough, the battle that he did not fight, he lost big time. David ends up on the porch David ends up looking down, seeing Bathsheba, because anytime you're not doing what you were designed to do and you're bored and you're just, you're just sitting there and then there's no purpose, there's no, there's no plan and, and you've made up in your mind, I, I'm not going to fight, I'm just tired, I'm weary. The enemy always shows up. Always. He always shows up. Well, well, I, 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 don't, I don't have enough strength. Well, I, it's not about your strength. It's about the strength that he wants to give to you. David, David stays home and he, he doesn't fight. And because, of his, and because of his decision to stay home and not fight, his people lose, the army loses, he loses, has an affair, commits adultery, ends up in sin and goes through all of this mess because of one decision to stay where he was and not fight anymore. I don't know who I'm preaching to on this Sunday morning. Maybe you are weary. You are tired of the fight. You are tired of the struggle. You are tired of the day to day trying to make it. Uh, let me tell you, now is not the time to stop fighting the good fight of faith. We are too close to the end. We are too close to his coming. Now's not the time to put up your sword and say, I'm done. You've got one more fight in you. Come on, you've got one more fight in you. If God brought you to it, he wants to bring you through it. But you've got to make up your mind, I'm going to fight. And if I'll fight, I'll win. 
if you will fight today, you will win because you are designed to win because there's a champion inside of you. There's a winner inside of you. He's never lost a battle. His train fills the temple. You have everything that you need to win if you will fight. Victory is in the house today, I'm telling you. I know what I feel, that, 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 that some of you are discouraged. Some of you are weary with the journey. Some of you are weary with the fight that has been day in and day out. But I hear, I hear the Lord in this room on this Sunday morning. Just pick up your sword, David. Come on, just one more time. Pick up your sword. Come on, those four lepers they said they said why should we stay here why should we just sit here until we die why should we just sit where we are until we die listen sitting there is not going to accomplish anything staying in your pit of despair is not going to accomplish anything but there's got to be something in you that says I'm going to fight I'm going to continue to fight if God be for me who can be against me. I want you to stand to your feet and clap your hands right now and say I was designed to win. Ephesians chapter 6 wherefore verse 13 take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having your loins girt about with truth. Having the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You were designed as a soldier. You were designed to fight. Soldiers don't cower. Soldiers don't look at today and say, it's not worth fighting. It's not worth it. It's not worth, it's not worth the battle today. It's not worth my emotion my time, my energy. It's just gonna be like this again tomorrow. Why fight today? But there's gotta be some truth that you hold on to. There's gotta be some truth that you take hold of. There's got to be some truth that you that you put around you. See, it was that truth. It's that truth that, that holds every other piece, that holds every other piece that's on you. It holds it together. It holds it in place. When you take that truth and you wrap it around you, you're saying, I, I'm going to put on this truth today. And your righteousness, it becomes a breastplate to you, a protection to you. You put on that righteousness and you put on that gospel uh, you put on that gospel of peace on uh, on your feet and the bible says that that above all take that shield of faith take the shield 
of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. How do I conquer the enemy? How do I stand against the tricks of hell? You've got to let your faith, you can't let your faith fall. You can't let your faith drop. Come on, somebody. You can't let your faith fall one day and say, well, maybe, well, just maybe it's, uh, it, it's not going to work out. Maybe, maybe God doesn't hear me. Maybe God doesn't know where I'm at. No, no, no. Don't let your faith fall. Get that shield back up. Get, pick that shield back up off the ground and say, I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep believing in the report of God. Come on, you are expected to win today. You put on the helmet of salvation. The Bible says, but you go a step further than that. You take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Every weapon that is mentioned there is a defensive weapon. It's a helmet. It's a it's a protection for your feet. It's a it's a it's a it's a belt of truth. It's a breastplate of righteousness. It's a shield. But when it comes to the word of God, the Bible describes this word as a sword. You don't have just defensive weapons in your arsenal today. Can I tell you, you've got an offensive weapon today that is wanting to fight for you and fight with you? Come on, if you're battling the spirit of fear, you can fight with the sword of the spirit and say, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Come on, if you're struggling with the battle that's in front of you, you can take the sword of the Spirit and say, greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Come on, this ain't something that's been designed just to sit on the coffee table and collect dust. It's a weapon that's waiting for you to use. It's a weapon that's waiting to be used. It's waiting to be brought into battle. You've Sometimes you've got to take the sword of the spirit and say, I'm going to make it. My family's going to make it. I'm not going to be addicted. I'm not going to be in bondage. I'm not going to be discouraged. I am expected to win. Music come, remain standing with me. What do I do when hell's against me? Adversity is here, and I know where we are, I know where I'm at in the Holy Ghost. What do you do when, when adversity comes? You got to understand, adversity doesn't come to those. Hell doesn't come to those he's not afraid of. Adversity doesn't come to those that he's not trying to take out. You're being fought. You're being battled. You're, you're, you're dealing with all this mess because there's an enemy 
There's an enemy that you can't see. You can't see it. You don't, you, you can't lay your eyes on it, but there's an enemy that's pursuing you saying, I, I, I wonder if this is the way that I could get them to fall. I wonder if this is the way that I could get them to put the shield down and put the sword down. And there's an enemy that says a roaring lion is seeking whom he may devour. He's seeking today whom he may devour, who he can take out with words and with thoughts and with all of these things. He's seeking today who he can get rid of in this army of the army of God. But, but I tell you, on this Sunday morning as a man of God and as what I know in the Holy Ghost there is somebody in this room that's going to say I'm going to take up the sword and fight again. I'm going to take up the shield and stand again because I am designed to win. What do you do when you're weary? You fight. What do you do when you feel like you don't have it? You fight. What do you do when you don't know what to do? You fight. You fight. You fight. Recently, we started, we found, um, app and it's called Minnow Kids. I'd recommend it to every parent. M-I-N-N-O Kids. Winston has recently started watching Bible Man. I don't know if anybody heard of Bible Man. The theme song is playing in my head right now. Some of y'all are singing it back there. He'll get up against this against this enemy, Pastor Nehemiah. And uh, enemy will be whatever, selfishness, doubt, fear. And, and the show always kind of goes the same way that, that, that they have their little struggle and toil. But at the end, Bible man reaches, reaches back and says, the scripture says, and da 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 da, da and, says, and says the scripture, and out of Bible man comes this, comes this power, and the enemy, and, and the enemy goes flying, and they say, Bible man. It's awesome. <laughs> it's my favorite. I wonder if you could understand today that there's power when you as the child of God take the power of the word of God in front of the enemy that you're facing. You know, I just wonder, Sister Aubrey, maybe if you'd go up to that enemy that maybe you're not facing right now but you'll face maybe one day in your life and 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 you say you may be against me but the but the word of God says that I'm loved with an everlasting love and all of a sudden you, the 
figurative power comes out of you and they, they go flying and Aubrey. Some of y'all have made it so complicated. Some of y'all have made it so complicated. It's almost, it, we make it complicated, y'all. We make it complicated. Listen, there's, there's good and there's bad. There's heaven and there's hell. There's righteous, there's unrighteous. Everything bad wants you to do bad and be bad and end up in a bad place. But everything good wants you to do good and be good and end up in a good place. And what is good is greater than what is bad. End of story. feel in this room today that some of you have felt so defeated and vexed by the thoughts in your mind and the enemies that are with you and present trying to kill you and destroy you but if you could just take the word if you could just take your faith and say I'm expected I'm designed to win you have you have the enemy you've thrown everything there is to throw at me but at the end of the day this book says that that I'm going to win that I'm going to stand before God that this corruptible will put on incorruption one day I'm going to win don't make it complicated today trust have faith have faith have faith if God be for me who can be against me I feel victory in this room I feel faith in this room right now come on the Holy Ghost is just doing something right here I feel it right now if if I know where I'm at if 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 the devil if your flesh whoever whatever bad guy is 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 messing with you is throwing stuff against you i want you to come i want you to come it doesn't make you a bad person it makes you human a lot of times it makes you a good person feel like if you feel like you're just surviving just trying to get through i want you to come we have victory over that we have victory over that.
those that, that would want to. I'd, I'd like everybody else that feels comfortable to. I'd like you to come. Or I'd like you to move out of your seat, one or the other. Corinthians 15 and 57 on the screen. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. It's all right. That's all right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to read this together and we're going to pray. It's going to be simple today. And God is going to give you victory. Everybody say, God is going to give me victory. Doesn't mean there won't be a fight. We know that. Doesn't mean there won't be adversity and stuff we have to push through. But we have victory in him. I said we have victory in him. In chorus, and then we're gonna pray, and it's gonna happen. Are you ready? But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Lift your hands right now and begin to call on Him. Say, I receive this word, and I use this word. I use this word. I use this word. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.